This is The Podlight, a podcast by San Jose Spotlight dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, Nick Preciado, editor of San Jose Spotlight. At the end of June, Bloom Energy filed suit against the city of Santa Clara in an attempt to compel the city to issue permits for the company's fuel cell boxes. This is the second time the local energy company has sued Santa Clara, the first being in 2019 over a similar issue. Joining me now to talk more about this is reporter Sonia Herrera. Hey, Sonia. Hi there, Nick. So, Sonia, bring us up to speed here. What is the issue between Bloom Energy and Santa Clara? So it boils down to the type of fuel that Bloom Energy uses for its fuel cell boxes or fuel cell servers. Uh, Bloom Energy currently fuels most of its fuel cell servers with natural gas, uh, a large component of which is methane. At least one Santa Clara County, uh, Santa Clara City Council member has said that this is the main issue the city has with Bloom Energy, that its fuel servers, uh, the fuel that used to generate energy is incompatible with the city's climate change goals. This is the second time Bloom Energy has filed suit against Santa Clara. What happened with their first lawsuit and what was the result? Yeah, so the first time that Bloom Energy filed suit against Santa Clara was back in 2019. Um, at the time, the city tried to limit the use of Bloom Energy servers by passing a resolution through the city council. And this resolution said that, quote unquote, self-generating power sources like Bloom Energy's fuel cell servers need to use renewable fuels in order to be connected to the city's power grid. So right now, most Bloom Energy fuel cell servers use natural gas, which is not a renewable energy source. So this resolution allowed the city to turn down Bloom Energy's request for permits, which Bloom Energy said shouldn't be allowed. So the company filed suit and the Santa Clara Superior Court ruled in early 2020 that the city would need to conduct an impact study under the California Environmental Quality Act. Uh, before enacting such a resolution. That's uh, commonly known as CEQA. Um, so after that ruling, the city ended up reclassifying Bloom Energy's fuel cell servers as quote-unquote power plants, which allows the city to issue permits on a discretionary basis, basically at its own discretion, which means the city could choose not to issue the permits. I see. And then here we are today. So in regards to the most recent lawsuit, what do Santa Clara officials have to say about it? Yeah. So, um, you know, Santa Clara officials are largely mum. Um, you know, the city uh, spokesperson, you know, declined to comment for our story. Um, but we did hear from one Santa Clara City Council member, and he said he was surprised by the lawsuit. He didn't necessarily see it coming. Um, but since, the you know, the city is now facing litigation from Bloom Energy, he said he had to be careful with the words that he uh, gives to the press. But he reiterated some of his earlier statements about the company from before that their technology just isn't clean enough to be connected to the city's main power grid. Um, he said it has to do with the climate change goals that the city and the state have for municipal power grids. So Jane said if the fuel cell servers were to remain unconnected to the grid, if they were just standalone, not connected to the main power grid, that would be fine. Um, they could get permits issued for those. Or if the fuel cell servers used a renewable fuel like biogas. So an example of biogas is cow poop, which creates a gas when it decomposes. But this biogas or poop gas is still very expensive. So a lot of Bloom Energy fuel cell servers are still configured to use 
natural gas or methane. I see. Now, what about Bloom Energy? What are they trying to accomplish here? And what have they said about the lawsuit? Yeah, so Bloom Energy provided a lot of context for the lawsuit in their uh, in their email to us. Um, you know, they uh, basically just reiterated a lot of the arguments that this, um, you know, these uh, these these permits should be issued what they say ministerially, which is according to, you know, the existing uh, code and, you know, on a on a sort of automatic basis um, that the city issuing these permits on a discretionary basis is unlawful. And they're just trying to get the permits to install their fuel cell servers um, in Santa Clara. They they have a few customers in Santa Clara, um, including Intel and Equinix. And so they, that's why they filed this latest lawsuit to try to get um, those permits issued for these installations. Okay. And now final question, when could we see this go to court and are there any attempts or are you aware of any attempts to settle this outside the courtroom? Yeah, it's funny that you ask because just today, uh, July 14th, the city of Santa Clara filed a notice of settlement conference. And this notice basically calls for Bloom Energy to join the city in a web conference on August 13th. So it looks like the city may be looking to settle this outside of a court order. And of course, this notice was just filed today. So this was obviously news to me as well. So it's um, it's interesting. It uh, looks like the city is trying to avoid the courtroom. I see. Well, thank you for coming on, Sonia. I appreciate it. And maybe I'll have you back when this issue develops further. Awesome. Thanks, Nick. Locals know that housing is expensive. What they might not know is that San Jose is the second most expensive rental market in the country. A new report released this week describes how rough the local rental market has become over the last year. Joining me now to talk more about this is senior reporter Eli Wolf. How's it going, Eli? It's good. Thanks, Nick. So tell us about this. Can you give us an overview of the report and what are the main takeaways from this report? So the report was released by the National Low-Income Housing Coalition. And the main takeaway is that affordable rent is really scarce across the country. And uh, nowhere is that more true than in California. We are home to all of the 10 most expensive metropolitan counties in the country. And according to the report, the San Jose region is the second most expensive place in the country for renting, period. I see. And now, according to the report, fair market rent for a two-bedroom home is a little over $3,000 a month in San Jose. How much would the average renter need to make in order to afford that? So the average renter needs to make about uh, $58.67 an hour to afford that. That's a problem because in San Jose, the mean wage is $52.05, which comes close but still falls short. And that's really difficult for many people to meet. I, I spoke with one woman who worked in HR and made a decent income, but she said that over the last few years, she spent as much as 70% of her income on previous rental homes. Wow, that's a, lot, that's a lot of money. So how does housing affordability in San Jose compare to California as a whole? So a Californian who earns minimum wage could theoretically afford to spend about $728 on housing per month. Uh, that's about a third of their income, which is considered the standard amount you want to pay. But in California, if you make minimum wage, you need to work the equivalent of two full-time jobs to support a one-bedroom home, or you get a roommate who hopefully makes more than you. And in San Jose, it's even worse. So just to put that into further perspective, in San Jose, a household paying rent needs to earn about $122,000 each year 
to afford a two-bedroom home at fair market rent. The median household income for city residents over the last few years was below that threshold at about $109,000. So there's still a gap there. Now, how are local housing advocates reacting to this report? They are angry, but they're not surprised. Sandy Perry from the Affordable Housing Network pointed out that unaffordability, especially in Silicon Valley, is not a new trend. This has been going on for some time. They also pointed out that it's not just a problem that wages and housing costs don't match up, but that there's a real lack of affordable housing in the region. Um, Shanti Singh from uh, Tenants Together pointed out that there's been a lot of tech development that has created a ton of low-wage jobs in the South Bay, but we haven't actually seen a corresponding rise in the number of affordable homes to house them. I see. So now it seems like a major issue with this is not just that wages and housing costs don't match up, but more that there's a lack of affordable housing in the region, which I'm, I think just about all of us are familiar with. So what is the state doing? And more specifically, what are Santa Clara County and San Jose doing to increase affordable housing in the area? Right. So Santa Clara County approved a $950 million housing bond, Measure A, back in 2016. And that's supposed to fund somewhere around 4,800 housing units across the Bay Area to deal with that affordable housing crunch. Um, But the county is struggling to build them fast enough. And you're seeing similar challenges in San Jose. Um, There's been a big push in the city to change zoning laws to allow for higher density housing and single family neighborhoods known as uh, opportunity housing. And that's been a pretty popular concept among many city residents although there are some opponents who want denser housing placed closer to transit centers and the like. Um, San Jose has also been pushing for the creation of more uh, ADUs, accessory dwelling units. Uh, The city wanted to build about 25,000 of them over the course of five years, but we're still well below that number. Um, In in general, a thing to note is that making affordable housing uh, available is tough in San Jose because the cost of building here is really high compared to the rest of the state. There have been uh, fewer tax credits from the state uh, to Bay Area projects because of the high cost of building, uh, which is really putting some strain on the region's ability to create uh, more robust housing stock. Well, thank you for that, Eli. I appreciate you coming on and uh, explaining that to us and to our listeners. I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk about this more. I don't think this issue of uh, affordable housing or lack thereof is going away anytime soon. Well, take care, Eli. Thank you. That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, the city's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent reporting. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.